a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. And talk about other cringy literary topics along the way. We are here to hold your hand and look with you into the cringy past when you wrote that article for your high school newspaper. Our author today is Josh, host of Super Scary Podcast, and we will start, as always, with a reading of the work. Beyonce's new album, Four, Not Up to Par, by Joshua Glossner, Daily Collegian Staff Writer, July 5th, 2011. Beyonce has been a bit too quiet in the music world for the past year or so, except for the Lady Gaga collaboration and the announcement of Beyonce becoming her own manager. Finally, after all those months of waiting, we received the single Run the World Girls from the R&B songstress in April. My first reaction to the single was, and this is what we waited almost a year for? Now don't get me wrong. I love Beyonce. She's the only extremely talented female artist who can sing and dance live without batting an eyelash. But really, Beyonce, you make us wait an eternity for new music from you, and all you give us is this lackluster track? I mean, I know you were eager to get away from your dad and manage yourself, but this is possibly the worst business decision you made by releasing this song first. Needless to say, I wasn't digging it at all. But all that changed when she performed it live on the Billboard Music Awards. Aside from the typically great sing and dance performance and practically scarring Glee's Matthew Morrison by getting up in his face while performing, I grew to appreciate the song, but only by a little bit more. It didn't take away from the fact that it was Beyonce's first faulty single since the start of her career. Sorry. <laughs> the female empowerment song only reached number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100. Plus, I hardly heard it on the radio, which doesn't make matters any better for Beyonce. While Run the World Girls took a more dance club approach, the rest of her fourth solo album, ironically called Four, takes its listeners on a journey, flashing back to musical styles of decades ago. First off, Let's start with the album title. Was Beyonce that creatively drained that she couldn't think of a cool album title? (laughs) She said in the interview that her birthday, her mother's birthday, and her wedding day were all on the fourth of different months, so it's a lucky number for her. The album starts out with the ballad One Plus One, a song she premiered on the American Idol finale. Beyonce channels her inner Luther Vandross in this nice ballad featuring a phenomenal combination of violins and guitars. I Care and I Miss You both seem to start out slow and are on the verge of forgettable. 
However, if you happen to listen to I Care the whole way through without skipping over it, you get to hear her guitar riff matching ad-libs towards the end. Her voice blended in with the guitar solo so much that you almost didn't notice her singing at all. <laughs> the best thing I never had is the only ballad on the album I am absolutely in love with. This is like an alternate version of Irreplaceable in which she tells the guy off in the only way Beyonce knows how. Pure honesty. Thank God you blew it. Thank God I dodged the bullet. So sad you're hurt. Boo hoo. Oh, did you expect me to care? Beyonce belts over piano riffs and drum beats. After you bear through the first 15 minutes of ballads, you reach Party featuring Andre 3000, which is the first upbeat song on the album. This is a stretch considering Party is more of a mid-tempo track, contrary to what you think a song called Party would sound like. (laughs) When I saw the title Countdown, I thought, great, she's going to count down from 10 and make it corny. At this point in the album, I was getting fed up with the fact that I only had two or three tracks that I liked. (laughs) Fortunately, I was proven wrong on the corniness of Counting Down. She incorporated the countdown from 10 perfectly during the bridge and didn't overdo it. In this song, the use of trumpets and reggae sounds just made the song even better. Not to mention, she references the Lauryn Hill hit, Killing Me Softly, continuing with the tribute theme. Run the World Girls, Love on Top, and End of Time are a relief from the ballads as well, but it isn't enough to take over the seven ballads that consumes the duration of this album. Once I searched for the three Target Deluxe Edition songs, I really had hope that these songs would be better than the original <laughs> 12. I wasn't let down with School and Life. This is the best track on the whole album because of its up-tempo Prince-like movement. Finally, it was a spoonful of sugar that helped that icky medicine go down. But the last of the deluxe edition tracks, Dance Freeze, immediately reminded me of Sierra's Promise, which I found kind of troubling. It's not because I didn't think it was a bad reference. Promise is a great song. But Dance For You seemed not only too safe, but a bit unoriginal. To make matters worse, it's a six minute long track. I want to show how much I'm dedicated to you. Want to show you how much I will forever be true. Want to show you how much you got your girl feeling good. Want to show you how much, how much you're understood. While I hope she hurries up and shows him how much she loves him before the eternity long track is done. (laughs) When you compare this song to the clever witty references in Ego, Ego triumphs by a mile. Or maybe I just have an obsession with her ex-alter ego Sasha Fierce. While I enjoy music from Beyonce's past, I thought the references in 4 were a bit of an overload. I was looking for a balance between B-Day and I Am Sasha Fierce, but what I got was more of an indirect tribute album to her musical heroes. This isn't a problem, of course, but there's a limit to how much. Run the World Girls seemed to be the closest track to having remnants of Sasha Fierce, whom she apparently killed last year because Beyonce didn't need her anymore but the aftermath of Sasha Fierce's killing resulted in a safe and more reserved Beyoncé. Compared to Beyoncé's previous three albums, is a snooze fest from the overloaded flashback ballads right down to the album title. I guess we can only hope that some of those 72 possible tracks for four will make their way onto five. And a tip, Beyoncé, don't let your fans name your albums. 
grade C plus. <laughs> yeah, wow. so that's that. <laughs> What is the cringiest thing that has happened to you this week? Oh man, um, my allergist, the lady, the lady who does my allergy shots, she, she just always talks to me a lot. And she does that thing where when I'm walking out the door, I'm like, my legs are moving and I'm like in a different room. And she's like <laughs> starting like a new conversation thread. And I'm like, Haha, bye. And she's like, anyway, I bought a new water bottle. And I'm like, every weekend. <laughs> it happens every week. So... Josh, what's the cringiest thing that happened to you this week? Oh, God. What is the cringiest thing that happened to me this week? You put me on the spot. Um, Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Last week, I didn't have a very good uh, work environment, (laughs) um, work week. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I had clients that were very... uh, rude and uh kind of like sky's the limit with their expectations um and then i had staff that wasn't willing to partner with me to try to rectify it so it was a lot of like cringy bad vibes that i just decided to you know burn some sage and just i was like (laughs) i went in the it was like on a thursday and i went in on friday and i was like i'm metaphorically burning sage in this bitch (laughs) and we're gonna have a good day like i i can't (laughs) okay that's pretty cringy lila what about you what's the cringiest thing that happened to you this week i think the cringiest thing that happened to me this week is a couple days ago i got my period Full stop. Mm. Can't stop, won't stop. Oh. oh my god, that's so cringe. Oh my god. No. <laughs> so, Wait. Sorry. Sorry. You know what a full stop is, right? That means stop talking? A full what? stop. It means haven't you ever seen the sound of music? It means period. <laughs> oh, full stop. Okay. It's got like it. from a tele from a telegram you say full stop and it means period. So oh. Period. I got my period. Period. <laughs> I got my period. Period. Don't 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 get in his theory. Okay. Um. And then um, <laughs> what just happened? I I tried to pick my cat up, my stupid big dumb sweet orange boy, and he did this thing where he occasionally freaks out when anyone picks him up, and he's yeah. huge and muscly and strong, and he hurt me. And <gasps> sorry to hear that. It uh, it's fun. It's not like the first time it's happened, and also like I should have known better to then to pick him up from there. But it made me cry, and yeah. <laughs> it hurt my feelings. I spend a lot of time <laughs> yelling at my younger cats. I'm your mama. I'm your mama. Oh, trust dang. me. But I'm like yelling and grabbing at them. So they're like, "This is why we don't trust you." <laughs> Insert that clip from uh, Hereditary. I am your mother. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll watch that movie again. Well, you know, I just watched (laughs) the two minutes. (laughs) Tina was giving very Linda. Oh, all right. Uh, (laughs) Every family member. (laughs) Okay. All right. So you guys might have heard already that our author today is... Josh, host of the Super Scary Podcast. 
um, and a great personal friend. <laughs> so uh, my yeah. former boss, Christina's former boss. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna let quote that one unquote, die. Boss. Let's just let's just say that. <laughs> well. I didn't know that you didn't think you had authority. <laughs> so, so I respected that right. authority. <laughs> so, Josh, what is your history of writing, writing poetry, writing reviews, uh, just writing in general? Yeah, so I I remember in high school I wrote a lot of like poetry or like um, if there was a certain song that I liked, I would write like lyrics, quote unquote, to the tune of that particular song. I don't know where any of that is now. I I, <laughs> I probably like burned it or something because yeah. but had I, Fitting. you know, had I known 13 plus years ago that I would have a friend that would have or friends, I should say, <laughs> that would have um, a podcast about this, I would have kept everything. Very specific podcast concept. No, I have a lot of pieces like that that are just likely lost in the sands of time. A lot of people, because we, you know, we reach out to people and we're like, hey, this is our podcast. Do you have any writing you'd want to bring on? And a lot of people are like, I don't have that writing anymore. And it's probably for the best for my mental health. And I'm like, good for you, buddy. Oh, no. Good for you. Yeah. So I originally thought that I was going to be a singer or something when I got to college that didn't necessarily work out. Um, so I really found joy in writing for newspapers and stuff. So I, I did a lot of that in high school, but the piece that I read today is from college. (laughs) Imagine that. Yeah. I I remember discussing the podcast concept with y'all and I was like, I need to find this review in the depths of the (laughs) internet. And it took me a little bit to find it because the website for the newspaper that I worked for is kind of like gone through changes like over time, like two or three times over. So like their archive isn't like that's totally for the best when it comes to websites. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like the, the archive is just kind of, you know, kind of to shit, but somehow I found it and I'm so happy I did. And this was the first time I actually read it in full like that. It's really hard to look yourself in the mirror metaphorically and be forced to read your own writing. So Josh, didn't you major in journalism? I did. Okay. Okay. So this was your career. This was the beginning of your career. And how's that career going? Oh, it's it's going great! Like a Pulitzer Prize winning? No, I'm. Oh, I, <laughs> no, wow. Yeah. No, um, yeah, that didn't necessarily work out. Um, because I am. Oh my god, so weird. Yeah, so weird that you know what. It's almost you went like college education like barely matters, <laughs> right? <laughs> Lila, what did you major in? I majored in modern foreign languages. Oh. Right. So it's ma- almost like maybe we should just be handing out jobs without requiring the debt first. <laughs> yeah. When I decided to major in English, my dad always said, with an English degree, you can do everything. And little did he know that one day I would. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really thought that, especially like, 
when I started writing for the Daily Collegian, um, I thought that I was gonna like be writing in Rolling Stone one day. Like that's kind of where my mind was in 2010, 2011. Cause I was, um, I was wow. arts editor at some point, like for the arts and entertainment section, I was writing reviews. This, this is one of them. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure uh, Rolling Stone's going to call me after this. Um, but <laughs> like what'd you say about beyonce yeah Yeah, you bitch and we'll get to that do you still write in your adulthood or is that something that's kind of like faded away i mean i feel like with super scary i have kind of tapped back into my journalism ish stuff um yeah so like like marketing copywriting and stuff yeah like copywriting marketing social media type stuff and then you know just kind of creatively writing you know like intros i'm trying to i'm kind of experimenting with that right now just kind Mm -hmm. of like writing a funny intro and you know kind of have like a little bit of a script that i read off of can't relate we've never used a script before in our lives it's not (laughs) shared on the zoom call right now never No, I think I've said this before in podcast land that if I don't have the instructions in front of me, I will get too high, sleepy, drunk, distracted, and I will forget what to say next. <laughs> Gotta have the order of operations. Yeah. Please, uh, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Pendus. The P is for podcast. Period. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. So, so Josh, man... Poor Beyonce. A couple notes. I didn't tell you that you should read this the way it's written and not the way it should have been written. It's true. I I noticed a couple corrections. I'm going to call you out on a couple corrections. (laughs) Um, One of them, you talk about um, Beyonce practically scaring Glee's Matthew Morrison, which, by the way, who? which one's Matthew Morrison? Yeah, he was uh, was the teacher. Yeah, He's the, the main professor. Sure. Not professor. Nope. The Glee teacher. Yeah, okay. Definitely says scarring. Uh, sca- I, I said scarring, oh, but said scarring. I actually wrote scaring, yeah. It says scaring. Oh, you did. Um, and then the second one is funnier. <laughs> um, I mean, that one was pretty funny. Way at the end. You yeah. said, I enjoy music from Beyonce's past, but this shit says I enjoy music from music's past, which I do too, my dude. I enjoy <laughs> music from music's past. Yeah, music's past A little bit good. of uh, green sleeves <laughs> up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god Danny boy if you will <laughs> yeah i oh god there i mean obviously as you hear me read it I, there's just so many times that i cringed i was like why did i say any of this <laughs> <laughs> um so josh do you like beyonce right now you josh do you like beyonce um yes i do now, is she in my top five divas? Maybe not. Like, you know what I mean? Was she in your top five divas back then? Uh, well, maybe I mean, before the album four came out. Yeah, be- yeah. <laughs> before the album four came out. Yes, probably. Because I was very much into top, you know, top 40, like what was on the radio. Like Rihanna was like 
my my everything at this time. Yeah. And and then like Gaga was like really big around this time too. So yeah. Yeah, I loved in the very first line you talk about Beyonce's Lady Gaga collaboration, and that was which is legendary. Iconic. Yeah, te- yes. well, telephone. There, well, there was two actually because yeah. Oh, what was the second? The one? second one was, or what was uh, the first one. Okay, so telephone came out, and then they also did a remix of Video Phone, which is a song from Beyonce's "I Am Sasha Fierce" album. Wait, I feel like. I've been conflating those all this time because they're both about phones. Well, that that's why that's they true. did it. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say, Josh, can you sing a bit of video phone for us? Now? No, I know I got video phone in my uh, on lock. Video phone. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I'm much. I know telephone way more. Um, I know. Vid- I think I know video phone more because I, I, I've never me. been that much of a Lady Gaga fan, but I've always been a pretty diehard Beyonce fan. I was definitely always and have been and always will be Gaga for Gaga. Yeah, I think I have been conflating these. Well, in to my be head. fair, yeah, to be That's fair, fair, they um they came out <laughs> I think the same week. Like I think the videos like came oh, out God. the same oh my time. God. Yeah. That is really like confusing. it was very close together. What a time. In time. So, but anyway, to answer your question, at the time, yes, I think Beyonce was in my like top five. Yeah, man, I should have listened to this whole album before I did on my way home. <laughs> from work today. <laughs> so do you think you were too harsh or do you stand by that? It was like kind of a weak album. I stand by the fact that run the world is a weird like it's weird in this lineup because it's not like everything else is like I said, basically a throwback to like 80s and 90s R&B. But Run the World is a very, like... Very contemporary, I feel. It's very contemporary, yeah. A 2011 song, yeah. Yeah, definitely a 2011 song. And it was, like, it, it um, used a sample for Major Lazer, so, like, yeah. that's that tells you everything you need to know. But Run the World Girls came out when I worked at Claire's. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. So... <laughs> We would get like maybe monthly or maybe like quarterly. They weren't CDs. They were like fancy CDs that could hold like 40 songs instead of 18 or whatever. I don't really understand. But with all of the hot new girl songs. And so let's just say that I listened to Run the World a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, I always have loved it so much conceptually, but listening to it, I hate it. It's really, um, it's that like wave of feminism that's like girl boss, like, like it's, um, it's like the fake feminism wave. Yeah. It kind of feels like, you know, it's just like not remotely pretty to me. Yeah. (laughs) Like in the way that I like my music to be at least like kind of pretty. Yeah. And I, and seeing, I don't know if either of you catched it while I was reading it. Um, there's a portion in here when I'm talking about, I think it's Countdown. So it's a paragraph where it says, she incorporated the Countdown terrifically, blah, blah, blah. And then I say, not to mention, she references the Lauren Hill hit, Killing Me Softly, which is incorrect. Um, because it's, yeah, I was gonna say, it's I, the Fugees. I remember that. Lauren Hill is part of the Fugees, yeah, okay. but like, technically, yeah, technically I'm wrong. 
because uh, I got an angry email about, about it. But we'll 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 ta- we'll we'll talk about oh. that in a sec. But um, <laughs> okay, I have a real question, and please yes. don't take this. Uh, don't take offense. Um, were the were these pieces edited before they were published? Um, technically, yes. Um, okay. we had a whole like copyright desk that would go through and like edit grammar and we had like our little ap like style books of how like you know style it for newspaper writing and stuff um but in looking at this you wouldn't believe that it seems like maybe not yeah and as i'm reading i'm like (laughs) jesus how long is this thing it's pretty long yeah well and it's so funny because right when i started being like Oh, this is a little longer than I thought. And then you're talking about the eternity long track. And I'm like, okay. All right. All right, Josh. That makes sense. Um, well, well, to be fair, on Tuesdays, we would release, um, it would be like our review day. And on the back of the Tuesday paper would be like, like a full page of reviews. And then like the main one would have this like big, like, like the design team would make some sort of graphic or whatever. So they had like a whole like Beyonce thing. Uh So I think that's part of the reason why this is so long, because that was like the main review that week. Oh, it was the main story. That's why it's so long. Hey, I loved it. You know, you, what did they say about an actor who can be like kind of doing nothing on screen, but like still be interesting? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Isn't, oh, isn't it called like yeah. holding the camera I, or like something like that? Yeah, something something like that. Yeah. So I was entertained this whole time. So you really held the podcast. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Just, despite uh... its length. <laughs> okay, I have a question. Don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Were you out at this time? Yes, I was. Okay. This might have done it if you hadn't already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was I was very homosexual. Okay, good for you. And we love yeah. to hear it. Yeah. But really, Beyonce? I know. I wrote that down. That may be the title of this episode. <laughs> oh my god. It's just n- not up to par. <laughs> not up so far can you step it up um i have i have a, a note here i mean you barely and uh, actually not at all until the very very end reference um love on top which like i i feel like is like an amazing song like vocally and um structurally and musically it's not at all mentioned in here except at the very bottom when you say like things to listen to love on top um, yeah, it's, it's so. Oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. Literally yeah, well, once. Mentioned as a relief. <laughs> okay. Mentioned as a relief okay. from the ballads. Yeah, "Love on Top" is a beautiful song. Yeah. yeah, and she changes the key like twelve times. It's great. Yeah, let's Ooh. let's just say Beyonce. that I didn't. I, I feel like this album like wasn't made for me, a gay white male. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. <laughs> like yeah. at, in two, 2011 like where we wanted like the dance poppy tracks like Kesha and like Lady Gaga and all that shit. Oh my god, 2011 was so Kesha. Yes. Yeah. Dan. Kesha I think it was 2010. Maybe it was 2011. Um Kesha did played Homecoming at my college with 303. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. 
Yeah, That's and crazy. I'll tell this story. I, I'm sure some listeners have heard it before because I love to tell this story. But I was <laughs> I was a huge Kesha fan. I went as her for Halloween one time, and at her concert, you know, "Your Love Is My Drug," super fun song. It was me yes. and my boyfriend Ryan's song. But also our drugs were our drugs. So that's that kind of relationship. But um, it was like, you know, at the end, she says, I like your beard. And so yeah. she ended the song and the whole auditorium was like dead quiet, waiting for her to say it. And she was like teasing us. So I screamed, I like your beard. And she said, I like yours too. And then she walked off stage and I was like, what? Or maybe or like walk, <laughs> maybe not off stage, but just was, the song yes. was over. Like I did it. And I was like, she talked to me. She talked to me. <laughs> oh my God. You conversed with Kesha. I literally did. That conversation passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> it does. No, you were talking about a man. I like her beard. Okay, and she okay, likes okay, mine okay, okay. too. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, you're right. The conversation does pass it. I, I it love that so much. <laughs> I'll post a picture on the Instagram of my Kesha Halloween costume. Yes. Please do. It was while I was working at Claire's that I dressed up like Kesha. And no. the two little. Hi- <laughs> yeah. And the two little high schoolers that worked for me that day, one of them was dressed up like Katy Perry, and the other one was dressed up like Lady Gaga. <gasps> Okay, now so I'm on board. Tw- that was 2011. That was 2011. Wow. That year I dressed up as... Uh, I, that year, I, it was a different time. I dressed up as Nicki Minaj for Halloween. Stop. But I, I did not do any type of like makeup um, to sure. make my skin a different color. It was, I really it was more didn't. of just like a hip-hop look. Yeah, well, and I and I just I did stuff like some dish towels in uh, my pants to have a big butt. That sucks. You could just buy underwear that does that these days. No, I did buy it, and it still wasn't enough, Tina. Stop, Leela. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? My butt's really flat, especially Whoa. when I was when I was that age. Especially, I, I weighed like maybe a hundred and twenty pounds. So oh my god! Oh my god! So, I don't know how I survived. For real, some of the pictures you were sending today, I was like, "That's a small person." <laughs> I've never yeah, been like, that small. That's what I'm supposed to be because I'm only five foot. So my doctors are like, at max, you should be 115. And oh, I was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck all the way off, Alan. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I love pasta. Fuck you. You know, you know what I think my problem was at this time? What? Beyonce's album four clearly. Well, that that was problem A. Problem B is that <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't getting any dick. This was before I met Frank. This was like fully a Never year and a half till he met Frank. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this was before I met my husband. So I think that's another problem. So you're just crabby. I'm just crabby. <laughs> Very angsty. angsty. Yeah, all the things. <laughs> Should I talk about the hate mail I received from this? Yes. Oh my god. Tell me about the hate cuz I was actually wait, let me tell you first. I was like, what what should I say next? And my the first thought that came into my mouth was I if I had read this in my college newspaper, I would have fucking hated you. <laughs> I would have been so mad. Even if I even if I didn't like this album, I would have not known who you were, I would have been like, who the fuck does this Josh think he is coming out? Yeah. My <laughs> queen when she's low. Uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah. So tell so us about the hate mail. At, at the end of every article, um, they would put your, like, to email this reporter and then put your email, like your 
like collegian email or whatever. So you asked for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I literally asked for it. I distinctly remember at least getting like four or five emails from some very angry Beyonce <laughs> fans. Like the Beehive does not fucking play around. And no. yeah, no, and I remember the one called me out on the Lauren Hill thing. Um, Good. As and I should. Did the paper run a correction? I don't think so. <laughs> Whoa. And, it, and it's a one... Yeah, and it's a wonder that, like, like we were supposed to fact check, like, everything, like, proper nouns, like, the spelling of everything. So, like, we had to provide two yeah. links of proof that this was the case. And I don't know what I gave as Whoa. proof for Lauren Hill singing Killing Me Softly, which I don't think is even the right, Dude, like, some... song title. I think it's, like, something else. Uh, no, yeah, I, don't I think, think I is. think there's more words involved. I think Killing Me Softly is in the parentheses. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you probably just found any articles with those two keywords together, which oh, they sure. exist. And then whoever was fact-checking you just also didn't really oh, yeah, pay attention. Absolutely. It's a, it's like 19 year olds, like, like, or 21 year olds, like managing 19 year olds. So like, we don't give a fuck. We're just trying yeah. to put out a newspaper. <laughs> uh, again, that's, that was my entire career at Claire's. So <laughs> babies managing babies. It's funny because what you just said, like you fact check, like every single thing, that is literally like what being an editor is like so often I'll get to a word and be like, like maybe I don't know what evaluate means. I'm just going to clarify that this nuanced meeting is like part of yeah what this word means. And you just like Google like any random word and then you're like, wow, I did not know that. <laughs> or like another thing is like hyphens words like straight up or like. Yeah, to those two part words with hyphens, but do they have uh -huh. hyphens or is it one word maybe or maybe two word no hyphen? Go you have to Google it every single time, and by Google yeah. it, yeah. I mean go to Merriam-Webster's. Yeah. yeah, so I received like four or five hateful <laughs> emails, which deservedly so. Were any of them like? Because you said though the one was fact check, like the, you, the a correction. Were any of them like just really mean, just like? Fuck you. Fuck this review. Uh, I I honestly think one of them did say that. I I remember one of them said um, something along the lines of, like, you don't understand, like, the point of the album, I guess. <laughs> something like that. Like, something basically saying I didn't understand it. But where it's, like, not for me to understand. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm the arts and culture editor, so I think it is for me to understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, this, like I said, this album was not made for a young, white, gay male. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. Like, I can appreciate it, but it's not like... Like, like with Re the Renaissance album. Like, it's specifically uh -huh. to celebrate, like, uh, queer POC ballroom culture you yeah. know and yeah it's so good and yeah and like while i can appreciate and enjoy it like it's not mm -hmm. necessarily for me right so i don't think four yeah. was necessarily for me either <laughs> in more ways wow. than one i guess <laughs> <laughs> but that's like cool that you can that you can look back and just know that you know what i mean yeah that's it's called growth you're like i've grown <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's nice to just kind of see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
that's the tagline of this podcast. That's growth. It's nice to <laughs> see the growth. The growth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyone want to mention anything else about this? Beyonce's mm-hmm. new album, Four, Not Up to Par, is the title of the work. <laughs> Aside from it being cringy, it's kind of funny that this is like a little bit of a time capsule of like what was going on in 2011 because like I, I referenced like Lady Gaga coming up like yeah it's a it's a real who's who of the music world right and <laughs> at least is. like the pop music world right and I'm like referencing like uh what was it the Billboard Music Awards or whatever that she performed at yeah, like that you said um American Idol yeah American Idol well. was like still like kind of popular at this Not, time yeah like yeah. now it's just like it's that and the voice has just kind of like gone off to the wayside like you don't even know who wins or just, what you know it's it's just moms and and very young girls that watch those shows i think is my theory moms I, and I older anyone. folks oh yeah my grandma probably would but that's just because you know TV's already on. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? I do love the cuntiness of that one line. What is it? The, it's when you quote, I, I want to show you how much, how much you're understood. Well, I hope she hurries up and shows him how much she loves him before the eternity long track is wait, done. Wait, wait. Oh, my God. Spe- that one is great. Speaking of that, I, I have to tell you this. And I forgot to send you the screenshot, but I will after if you want to read it. But... At one point in time, on the Dance For You Wikipedia page about the single, somebody added what I wrote <laughs> in, like, the critical reception part. Whoa. What? That's so funny. Yeah, so, like, Wait. so it's, like, sandwiched in between a bunch of... I, I don't think it's there anymore, but I found, like, a wiki land link or whatever that has like history of this particular page. Um, So it's like sandwiched in between all these like great reviews about the track. And then it says, (laughs) says by contrast, Joshua Glossner of the daily collegian found the song to be too lengthy adding, well, I hope she hurries (laughs) up and shows him how much she loves him before the eternity long track is done. And then, oh like, God. yeah, and then it like goes on, and I was like, somebody took the time, and it was not me. Somebody took the time to add it to the Wikipedia page. That's very funny. That's very fun. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I think that's amazing. And I just just listening to you read this and just reading over it, I just like I I freaking love you, man. I'm really glad that we're friends. I think that oh yeah, I, um probably would have had like honestly like, like I probably would have had like a similar type of um um you know like kind of oh, not an air but yeah like an era of kind of entitlement at this age Beyonce yeah. owes um, me a better album right <laughs> yeah I think I would I would have I would have totally because what's you just I mean you're so young and like the worst thing that could happen in your world is like Beyonce releasing an album that only has two or three songs that you like literally you know? yeah what a time oh my god <laughs> <laughs> God, what if that was what if that was the worst thing happening to us right now? I oh my uh, god, I would man. 
to be in 2011. Listen, yeah. th- this is when I was still living at home with my parents because my my family lived close enough to the college that and my dad worked at the college. So I would just commute in with him or whatever. But like mm. I just thought about when I moved into my first apartment, my rent was $350 and somehow yes, I was yes. like struggling. To pay yes, that. Same. Absolutely exactly the same. It was like 300, 350 to like $400 was my rent all throughout college. And it was a nightmare. Yeah. Because I was oh, getting in college. Paid, yeah. I got paid $10 and 75 cents an hour to run that Claire's dude. <gasps> I was the, assist, I was the assistant manager and I was there by myself like 60 hours a week. <laughs> oh, so you probably God. like got a pay raise like to 10. Yes, and that was that lower. was my. It started. At, I think I got employed at eight twenty five, and then wow. when I got promoted, I was like, I, I asked for twelve dollars, and I thought it was the ballsiest thing in the world. And they were like, "Well, <laughs> we can do ten seventy five because that's what the company pays, and it's like a corporation." And I was like, "Done." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I negotiated the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm girl bossing so hard right now. Period. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my lord. Full stop. Full stop. Uh yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Thank you so much, Josh, for letting us uh just, you know, just doing this with us. I know it's Absolutely. a bit of a a bit of a I don't want to presume and say that it's a catharsis, but I don't know what's like a new it's like not traumatizing, it's maybe not catharsis. What's like a neutral? It was surely an experience. Oh, yes, it was, it was definitely just- an experience. <laughs> it's a, a blast from the past, yes. you know. Yes. <laughs> Just in general. All right. Should we wrap it up? How do we wrap yeah. it up, Leela? That's close. Well, where's your... We got to We gotta ra- ask, the, ask the question. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Josh, we have a rating system here. Um, we've got horny, sad, or just plain bad. Um, out of this three rating system, how would you rate this article? Uh, well, hmm. It's not horny. It's not horny. No, at all. At all. Um, <laughs> I it, well, it's not sad. <laughs> um, so I guess it's just plain bad. I just <laughs> womp 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 womp. Yeah. I was I was sad that Beyonce didn't deliver a better album at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that like for me. Like, I think mad should be on this list slash maybe also when my friends are mad, it makes me sad. So uh, to me, it's a little bit sad because I'm like, oh, I wish Josh had liked the album. That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But it is also in some ways just plain bad. Yes. (laughs) Lila, what do you think? I think you're right. Like, it's it makes me sad. I also um, remember being maybe just like lightly disappointed when at the album, just because I felt that there were so many enough songs on there to substantiate me. But um, I would be sad that someone else didn't like it as much. So, and the writing is, you know, it's not good. So I would say. (laughs) Wait, so I don't got the job at Rolling Stone? (laughs) Wait, okay. I think that your voice and your narrative was like very fun and good, it, but it was fun. But it was a. <laughs> I, th- I guess the the my biggest critique is like 
Come on, man. If you don't like, but you are a reviewer, so you can't be yeah. like, if you don't like something, just don't say it. I guess it's just like, did it? You went on so long about <laughs> no, but the, the he said that he, he had. Like. He said he was the centerfold. It was like the main. Like I was thinking about this on the way home. I was like, I was the main reviewer, so I guess that's why I went on for so long. But yeah. Like, yes. But like, I didn't have to do that. <laughs> Like, I woke up and chose violence that day. Like, yeah, I think it gave you an opportunity for a level of detail that I did have fun reading. Yes. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Josh, what's your favorite Beyonce album of all time so far I, in the year 2023? Yeah. I would say I, th- I would say it's still B-Day. B-Day was like my bitch. That's my favorite one. And I always feel like I- I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Go ahead. I got so excited. No, you're good. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed B Day because it's just like banger after banger after banger, and it's like yes. it's very well balanced. You know, it's the all the same album. Uh, the deluxe edition yeah. has "Beautiful Liar" with Shakira. Like, hello, two songs with Jay Z. Like, come on and listen from yeah. Dream Girls. Like, Dream Girls. Oh, yes. God, we're like the same person. I swear to God. <laughs> Because I I love B-Day, but B-Day's not, not, like, the fan favorite, honestly. Like, most people, like, I am Sasha Fierce. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people are loving Renaissance. I think Sasha Fierce is, like, the one I hear the most that people talk about. But I always loved B-Day. It just makes me want to shake my butt, yeah, you know? That's... It's so great. I think mine is Lemonade. For me, I think... Other people say Lemonade is probably her best album, just because I feel like that's kind of like a turning point. Like, obviously, the self-titled album was like a surprise drop. Uh, You know, everybody, you know, was going bananas over it. But then Lemonade was like released only on title. And that's the the music app that Jay-Z's production company has. And so it was only on there for the longest time. So everybody's like trying to like bootleg it so that we could actually listen to it. But um, oh, my God, that's so funny. I like Lemonade because I feel like I've always had this problem where I like fail to listen to albums. And when I do, I feel like I don't often like under, like kind of appreciate that what what they are as a unit. Right. But I feel like Lemonade to me tells like such a story you know and it has like an arc to it in a way that i just feel like i understand and i'm like ah that's like i get it that's an album yeah it's cohesive i understand cohesive yeah yeah josh thank you so much for joining us on our journey of self-reflection and big old blasts from the good old past josh what are your socials and do you have any plugs of your work Hi, listeners. I'm Josh from the Super Scary Podcast. You can find me on Super Scary Podcast on Instagram is where I normally hang out, but you can also find me on Facebook. You can also email me if you so wish to do so at superscarypodcast at gmail.com. Um, email him your corrections yes, and thoughts please, about this episode. <laughs> please. Very, in very much detail. Send me hate mail. <laughs> Thanks again so much for joining us on um, on our torturous journey and for letting us nitpick. Anytime. All right. Awesome. Well, that's it for Burn Before Reading. Until next week, remember, your cringe is part of you. But only a small part of you. 
This podcast was created by me, Christina Kahn. Hosted and produced by Christina Kahn and me, Leela Hilton. Follow me online at Christina Kahn and pre-order my book, Indie Book Publishing from Start to Finish, coming from Wildling Press in January 2024. After you bought Tina's book, follow me online at Leels for Reels. Our theme music was produced by Sakura Wishes. And our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Follow Michael on Instagram at RoyGDiv or check out his work at wildlingpress.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See you next time. Dave X Media.